At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Scott Sandberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we will check in with the man himself from the South Point, Chris Andrews. I'll ask him how the book fared with the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA title. A 103 90 win for the Dubs in game six. Of the finals in Boston, Steph Curry finishes with an incredible series and wins his first finals MVP. And when you think about the dynastic run of the Golden State Warriors, so they go to um, six, well, no, eight years, they've won four championships, but also in those eight years, They've been to six NBA Finals. The run started in 2015. They win the championship against the Cavs. The following year, they go back. They lose to the Cavs. The year after that, they go back. They beat the Cavs. And then they get the repeat, beating the Cavs again. They go back to the NBA Finals for a fifth straight year but lose to the Toronto Raptors. Then the injuries. They take two years off. They come back here in 2022 and beat the Celtics for their fourth championship in eight years, their sixth NBA championship appearance in these eight years. And uh, who knows, if they don't blow a 3-1 lead to the Cavs, they could absolutely have uh, another NBA championship, maybe four championships in a row. And when you think about how crazy um, the run has been, Steve Kerr now has, what, nine championship rings, five titles as a player, four titles as a coach. He's the seventh person to have nine or more championships as a player and a coach. And uh, the most recent to achieve that was Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson, who won, um, what do you win? Most of them as a coach, right? But six with the Bulls. And then 
six, no, four, three, four, five with the Lakers? Yeah, right? Is that right? So, yeah. So six with the Bulls, five with the Lakers. Won a championship as a player with the Knicks, right, back in the, uh, back in the day. So it's just uh, what an incredible winner Steve Kerr is. Uh, yeah, um, just what an incredible run here. The Warriors, the first team to win four championships in an eight-year span since the Bulls did it in that uh, two-three-peat run uh, with Michael Jordan uh, in the 90s. And how about this? Only six players in NBA history have four championships, like four NBA titles, multiple league MVPs, and an NBA Finals MVP. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kareem, Tim Duncan, and now Steph Curry. That's just amazing elite company that Curry finds himself in. He scored 3,570 playoff points before winning his first MVP. Only Kobe scored more before winning the finals MVP. But, I mean, come on, it was uh, Shaq in, you know, uh, early years. So, uh, I get it. Um and then also with uh, the Warriors, um, Andrew Wiggins, he's the first former number one pick in the draft to uh, have his first all-star selection and win his first title with the team that didn't draft him. How about that? Not his original team. That's the first time it's happened in the modern draft era, which is since 1966. So just a historic win for the Warriors and for the Celtics. I just think, first off, wouldn't surprise me if we found out about some injuries, right? We already know about Robert Williams, but Jason Tatum didn't look good in these NBA finals. And some would say, um, I know my buddy AJ uh, over at Fox Sports talks about um, the amount of basketball that Jason Tatum has played since he came into the league, and especially in the last couple of seasons where it was, you know, a big run, you know, the COVID delays, you know, going uh, bubble, uh, Team USA starting up so quickly, then this run here, and maybe he just ran out of gas. Maybe getting to this point uh, in you know mid June, playing all this basketball, he ran out of gas. Or maybe he's hurt. I know he's got the shoulder issue, but maybe there's something else. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out after you know tomorrow or the next day something's up with Tatum because he was man, he wasn't right in this series. And. I know the Celtics were so good during the regular season, and a lot of people, including myself, thought that they were going to win this NBA Finals. And they just... I feel like they need to make adjustments on this roster. First off, playing only seven deep. And I know the Warriors don't go that deep either, but it came back... To, it hurt them at times in this series. 
especially when the two players that you're relying on off the bench in Derek White and Grant Williams are constantly being outplayed. They're liabilities on the floor. In this game alone, and, and we can go back through all the games and just look at how much they were outscored when they were on the floor. But in this game, Grant Williams was a minus 18 in 16 minutes. Derek White was a minus 26 in 16 minutes. And how about this? Peyton Pritchard only played eight minutes in this game. In those eight minutes, the Celtics were outscored by 20 points. He was a minus 20 in his eight minutes on the floor. Meanwhile, for the Warriors, Gary Payton plays 20 minutes. The Warriors are plus 18. Jordan Poole plays 18 minutes. The Warriors are plus 11. You got the best game of the series, arguably the best game of the playoffs, out of Draymond Green. And Steph just did what he does, 34 points, 6 of 11 from three-point range. Wiggins chipped in 18. Klay Thompson was terrible. But they didn't need to do much. Because besides Jalen Brown, who was the only offense for the Celtics, no one else did anything. They scored 39 points in the first half. And after going, uh, for, after starting the, the game 14-2, they were completely blown out. I mean, think about it. They started out the game on a 14-2 run. And the Warriors finished the game on a 101-76 to run. They outscored them by almost 30 points the rest of the way. Just a bad performance in a closeout game at home from the Boston Celtics. Curious to see what they do in the offseason. The draft's coming up next week. Uh, I, we'll see if they add any pieces. Free agency, trade-wise, I think they need a point guard. I think they need somebody to really run this offense that's not Marcus Smart. He's a turnover machine. And I think maybe freeing him up to to play in space would, would be better for him. So looking at them, I think they'll need a, uh, get somebody that can facilitate this offense so you don't have to rely on Tatum bringing the ball up. You don't have to rely on Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Depth is certainly a huge issue. They'll need to get better depth-wise. They'll need you know guys to stay healthy. Man, Robert Williams coming into his own, and I'm, I, I can't wait to see what he does next season. Rested and healthy. I mean, there's your early pick for defensive player of the year. Robert Williams, because he really was the best defender on this team, not Marcus Smart, who won the Defensive Player of the Year award. It was Robert Williams as the best defender on this team. And as for the Warriors, can this run continue? It, it, it probably can. Think about it. Look at, look at the youth on this team. And think about what James Wiseman didn't even play. He hurt all year. They're top, top draft pick. So you're going to have Wiseman, Moses. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Booty, Porter, Wiggins. I mean, this is this team is not going anywhere. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we will be joined by uh, Chris Andrews, the man himself over at the South Point. Uh, I'm going to ask him his thoughts on uh, what's what happened here, what um, the book did in terms of the uh, Warriors and them winning the NBA title. We'll get into a little uh, Stanley Cup and baseball as well. Plus, you know, they opened up the college football game of the year lines uh, recently at the South Point, and those lines got hit immediately. So we'll get Chris's reaction to all of that coming up next right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you are looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VCND Sports Betting Network. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll break down the Major League Baseball board for Friday, including my favorite pitcher to fade is back. Yes. It was a sad day. We poured one out when he was sent to the minors, but he's back. He's back, and we might have to get creative on how we're going to play this. So we'll definitely talk about that coming up about 15 minutes or so from now. But uh, let's get the latest from behind the book. And we are joined by Sportsbook Director over at the South Point, Chris Andrews on Twitter, at Andrews Sports. Chris, always love talking with you. Thanks so much for giving us a couple minutes here on the look ahead on VSIN. Let's talk about this NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics, their fourth title in the last eight seasons. Was this a, a good or a bad outcome from the book? Were, were, were they a top liability for you guys over at the South Point? How did this all play out? No, this was a very good result for us. Uh, you know, from 
early on, I just, I, I mean, I really felt the Suns were the best team in the West, but I thought the, the number one challenger to them would be the Warriors. Uh, and I thought they were maybe a little overlooked. I mean, they've had some issues. Uh, Clay Thompson has essentially missed two seasons, uh, but I still felt that if Clay were to get back 100%, and I don't, still don't think he was ever 100%. But uh, I thought that they would be a real challenger, and obviously they were well-coached. They still have Steph Curry. Draymond Green, you might like him, not like him, but, you know, he certainly helps you win a lot of games. And, uh, you know, they had some other guys who were maybe not nearly as well-known. So, yeah, from early on, I felt that they were a real, real challenger, and, uh, you know, it uh, it wound up being a very good outcome for us. Well, we're also in the midst of the Stanley Cup final. How was the handle for Game 1? How's the handle overall been for the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, game 1 was very strong. Uh, we have a lot of money both ways as far as uh, the uh, series goes. Uh, the futures were in pretty decent shape both ways. Decent shape uh, with uh, with Tampa. We're in great shape with the Avalanche. Uh, I, I really had uh, Tampa pegged early on. As, uh, I didn't think they were getting enough credit, you know, being a two-time defending champion. Uh, but they, of course, were coming out of the East, which uh, you know, whoever came out of there was going to be very, very difficult. Uh, but we were in good shape. But you know, at, at some point, you know, we just had. I, I mean, I had the numbers I thought were right, and the guy came in. He made a big. He wanted to make a big bet on Tampa Bay, and I swung. I mean, the numbers were okay, so why not? So we took the bet. So that kind of upset the apple cart a little bit. We're not in terrible shape with Tampa, but we definitely need the avalanche. Whereas before that guy made the bet, we were pretty even on it. That's interesting. You know, you would think with the proximity to Colorado and just West Coast hockey fans, maybe you'd get some Colorado action. Well, we probably have had some of that, you know, but, uh, you know, I was, I'm not the only one. A lot of guys had the Avs from the beginning of the year is probably the best team in the, in the league and, and certainly the best team in the West. Uh, and I was one of those. I mean, I, I don't pretend to be an expert really in anything, but uh, I follow guys who I do respect. And a lot of guys just said that the Avs were going to have a great year. Just a, a tr- you got McKinnon, of course, is uh, the leader, but uh, a lot of a lot of other talent up and down that lineup. A little bit of question in the goal, and that's where I think Tampa has a big advantage. But uh, you know, the, he, he started off a little shaky. Uh, you know, in game one. So we'll see if that comes to fruition the rest of the way. Yeah, tell me about it. I lost that under six. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we needed that too, so don't worry. <laughs> we were with you. Uh, let's uh, take a look at Major League Baseball real quick, Chris. Uh, um, when it comes to the, the handle on the L.A. teams, the, the West Coast teams, are the Dodgers a big liability night in, night out? The Angels just went on this tremendous long losing streak. Did you get people backing them, or or were you seeing people fading them just because of the losing? Like, How does it work with the, with the teams that are in close proximity here to Vegas? Well, let's start with the Dodgers. Even though they, they you know, I know the Pirates swept them. That was a, you know, big plus for us. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Certainly I didn't. Uh, that was a big plus, but they, there weren't too many people fading them. Now it's probably starting to even out a little bit. Um, you know, but we've got a long way to go. Dodgers always bring in a lot of action one way or the other. You've got a lot of value seekers looking to bet against them, but, uh, you know, most of the small stuff is on the Dodgers are probably going to continue to be so. Uh, I think, you know, listen, they're, they're in a tough division too. I mean, the Padres are a legit team. You know, the Giants are, you know, still right in it. Um, and even Colorado and the Diamondbacks aren't horrible, you know, so I think they're, they're going to have a tough way to go, but I think the 
I think cream will rise to the top by the end of the year. But you know, of course, you get into a series, you never know what can happen. You run into a team that's you know hitting the ball well, or a couple of pitchers that can really make a difference, and they might not get there. But uh, I think that we have them the favorite to win the uh, win the National League, and I think they deserve to be that. Um, I know you guys released your college football game of the years. Uh, it's always an exciting time here in town when those lines get put out. What's the challenge, though, with putting the initial lines out and then adjusting quickly once those numbers get hit? Well, you, you kind of hit on it. Uh, we we move the hell out of it. Yeah. You bet. You know, I mean, it's not like they take 10 and you go to nine and a half. You know, it's <laughs> not what out. Yeah, it's not how to do it. Uh, right now, and you got to remember the guys that are betting us and, you know, friends of Vicin, you know, certainly Paul Stone, one of them. Sure, sure. Other guys. You know, you have to respect them. So it's me and Vinny helped me with the numbers too, you know, but, uh, you know, you're kind of shooting in the dark. Um, and it's really become more of a challenge the last couple of years uh, with the transfer portal. Um, you know, but you kind of know, like, Alabama is going to be Alabama. Ohio State's going to be Ohio State. But how about when we get down to, you know, Purdue and Wake Forest, mm-hmm. and, you know, te- teams like that? You know, that's, uh, you know, the their success or non-success is going to be a little more ambiguous as we enter the year. And uh, those teams, you really have to move quickly. Uh, and, and part of it, you know, listen, first of all, I, I want to win. Let, let, let me make no bones about that. At the end of the year, when the dust settles, we put in all the results. You know, I want to win. We've had some years where we won and some years when, when we haven't. But what this does, it really helps me solidify my own power ratings entering the season. Um, you know, I keep them. I've had a methodology. I've probably developed. I've been doing this 42 years, but I probably really kind of honed it in the last 30 uh, but still, you just never know. It's not It's not like other sports because, I mean, naturally, uh, even when players stayed for four years, you got four years and they're out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually first year or two, you know, the guy really isn't that big of a contributor. You know, so it was always it was always an ever changing scenario. But now it's just even gotten more so. Uh, but it's challenging and it's fun. I mean, that's how you get into this business because you like it. You know, so do I enjoy doing it? Yeah, I do. But it, it's not that it's uh, it, that it's not a challenge because it most certainly is. But like I said, when these guys bet you, you got to move the hell out of that number because who knows really what it should be. And I think some of them moved as much as seven points. And you know, guys will come up, boy, you really blew it on that one. Well, you know, not really. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the business. What can I tell you? I mean, it's just the way it goes. You know? No, it's interesting to see, like, because now I think it's just fascinating when it, you post the initial number, and then let's say it gets, let's say a number doesn't get hit. Well, now you know that yeah. you were kind of close. You know, like you were, <laughs> you, you're pretty close to it. And and I guess that that's got to be a good feeling. And then if it does hit, and then let's say you know it closes at a number that. It's even closer to yours. Well, it kind of justifies uh, where you were at initially. So I think it's a I think it's a fun little practice, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, I think the first day you know, one of the guys here said, "Well, you had thirty eight games that didn't move." Yeah, <laughs> okay. well, that's, yeah. That, that, and I remember one. I really got a lot of heat on this. Uh, this is I want to say three years ago. I think I opened Notre Dame favorite over Michigan, and I and. I think I opened Notre Dame like maybe a two or three point favorite, and I closed when I closed the games of the year, closed Michigan a seven point favorite. So guys kept telling me, you know, they love, they love, you know, the way Twitter is, they love to tell you what an idiot you are. So, okay. yeah. Meanwhile, they played the game and Notre Dame beat them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was one of those where, like, you know, okay. Yeah. And I, I didn't, 
I didn't stick it to anybody, you know, and I usually don't do that on Twitter. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's a fool's errand right there. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's always uh, natural to feel it though. You know, it's nice to feel it. Yeah. I can't, I can't deny I felt it, but I didn't, uh, I didn't brag about it. Let's put it that way. Uh, well, we feel it every time you join us here on VSIM. We love having you, Chris. Appreciate the time and the conversation as always. Always a pleasure, Scott. Anytime you need me, friend, my friend. There he is, Chris Andrews over at the South Point. Go check those guys out. Say hi to Chris when you're over there. And uh, hit him up on Twitter at Andrews Sports. I'm Scott Satterberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. My favorite pitcher to fade is back tomorrow. Let's talk about how we're going to approach the Phillies and the Nationals, as well as the rest of the Major League Baseball board for Friday. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The third major of the golf season is here, and you can get in on the action with the Doers Major Championship Challenge. Draft in two free fantasy golf contests, one classic and one round four showdown, and compete for your share of $10,000 in total prizes at DraftKings.com slash Doers now to play free. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. On Friday, the first game of the day will be game one of a doubleheader in Major League Baseball, I'm talking, between the Phillies and the Nationals. And getting the call up from the Miners to make the start for the Nationals is no other than our favorite fade, my guy and yours, Yoan Adon. Yoan Adon, as the 27th man, will get the call up to make the start for game one. Paolo Espino will get the start in game two. The Phillies originally had, I believe, Ranger Suarez for game one. I think they're going to move him to game two, and it could be a bullpen day for game one. Not sure as of right now. There is no line out on this game because of that uncertain pitching matchup, but I would expect the Phillies to be north of $2 favorites going up against the um, Nationals and Yohan Adon. How bad has Adon been? Well, he has made, I believe... Uh, 12 starts this year for the Washington Nationals. The team is 1-10 and in those 12 starts. The only win was a win on April 19th against Arizona, 1-0. Congratulations. Of the remaining 11 losses, 10 of them he was charged, 11 losses in his starts, all of them, except for one, the game that he got a no decision, all 10 of the 11 losses are all by multiple runs. 
These are the runs that Joanna Doan has given up this year. Four, six, zero. That was the win against Arizona. Five, four, three, three, one. Mm, good start. Six, two, three, eight. This dude has control issues. He walks a ton of guys. In 55 innings pitched, he has walked 35 batters. He has 44 strikeouts. And he has allowed 63 hits in those 55 innings. 45 runs in those 55 innings. We will be betting against him here on Friday. But how will we be getting against him? You see... The first thing I have concerns with, and we won't know this until tomorrow, I don't know what the Phillies lineup is going to look like. This is a doubleheader, which means that there might be some players that get a game off. Do they get off the first game, or do they get off the second game? We're going to have to wait and see. Is Harper in the lineup? Is Schwarber in the lineup? Castellanos, uh, JT Real Mutos, probably not going to catch both games. So, We have to see what the Philly lineup looks like for game one. The other point of concern for me is what's the Phillies pitching going to look like for this game one? I think Bailey Felter is going to get the start. He is a relief pitcher and has not gone, oh, I guess he went four innings against Seattle. Uh, and he threw, just allowed one run, but he gave up five runs his last outing against the Mets in just three innings. In that game, uh, Falter did get the start. He went only three innings, gave up five runs on four hits. So started that game. uh, The time before that, that was the start, I guess, against Seattle, where he goes uh, four and two-thirds innings, one run on five hits. So that was a good outing from him. And then the other times before that, they were relief outings. So I don't know what I can expect from him. The Phillies will be heavily priced. Do I want to back a pitcher that I'm uncertain with on such a heavy price? Now, part of me is saying, who cares? The Phillies are just going to score a ton of runs, assuming they have their top lineup in against Joanna Doan. I think the way to play this game could actually just be going with a complete Adone fade and bet the Phillies team total. This is a Phillies offense that is clicking right now. They just scored 10 runs in this last game against the Nationals. Kyle Schwarber hit two home runs. Um, They only beat the Marlins 3-2. Prior to that, they scored nine runs against the Marlins. They had a couple of quiet games, but a couple of high-scoring games in there as well. And when you just look at the uh, trends this year, the Phillies are the number one over team in Major League Baseball. They're 37-25-2 to the over this year. Washington, 35-28-3, they are the fourth best team to the over this year. Maybe the over for the game could be a way to look at it. Um, You know, I I think that's the the way to kind of approach this. 
Phillies this year averaging 4.91 runs per game. At home, it's a little less than on the road, 4.42. The Nationals this year averaging 4.06, but 4.47 on the road. So maybe it's a team, if it's four... If it's five and a half, I might have some pause on the team total. If the team total is four and a half, I think I'm betting the Phillies over four and a half because they're going to score five runs. Likely, they'll score. All, they'll, they're going to score all five off of Joanna Don't. But again, press pause right now, and let's wait and see what the Philadelphia lineup is for Game One. Because as much as I love fading Joanna Don't, I don't necessarily want to bet into a Philadelphia lineup that is featuring, you know, N- Garrett Stubbs and um, and, and y- Yairo Munez and Bryson Stott and Odubel Herrera and Matt Veerling. No, I need to see, I need to see uh, Harper, Schwarber, Castellanos, Hoskins, um, I'd love to see Mickey Moniak, Alec Bohm. Like, this is the lineup I need to see for the Phillies. Even though Munez uh, is actually putting one. Well, he's a home run today. So. Um, and who hit the walk-off the other night? I forgot. Was it Munoz? No, it wasn't Munoz. It was um, who hit the walk-off? Garrett Stubbs hit the walk-off against the Phillies. So, eh, listen, it's at Citizens Bank. It's a hitter's ballpark. But, again, Let's, we, I'll tweet out tomorrow. You guys hit me up on Twitter, at Scott's on Air. Some of you have already hit me up. The tweets are coming in. People are talking about Adon being back tomorrow, and uh, and it's exciting. I know we're all excited for it, right? Um, <laughs> and so we'll see how we're going to play against him. But maybe the Philly team total is the way to go because I don't know exactly what to expect from Falter. I don't know what the price is going to be, but I'm sure I'll be just all over Philly against Adon in maybe a multitude of ways. Uh, taking a look at the rest of the games for the schedule, uh, you have the Braves and the Cubs, also a day game from Wrigley. The Braves, I mean, what more can you say about them? This team doesn't lose. They have won 14 straight games. Meanwhile, the Cubs are in a in the midst of a 10-game losing streak. So I have a team that's won 14 straight against a team that has lost 10 straight. I got Charlie Morton against Keegan Thompson. And Keegan Thompson, for as great as he was to start this season, in his past couple of outings, three runs in five innings, seven runs in three innings, five runs in two-thirds of an inning. Braves? Sure. Yes, please. All right, we'll take a look at the rest of the uh, baseball board here for Friday. The Braves, by the way, minus 175, so you probably have to play them on the run line or maybe a first five minus a half a run, something like that to kind of lower the juice there. But, yeah, I like the team that's won 14 straight against the team that's lost 10 straight. But more about the baseball schedule coming up here for Friday coming up next. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. And then we'll quickly give you a recap of the play that I'm doing for the Stanley Cup final game two coming up on Saturday. This is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Draft like no other, wine like no other. Play free during the PGA Tour with the Mayomi Dare to Play Unrivaled Golf Series. Enter five free contests to take your shot at a share of $25,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Mayomi now to join the action. Mayomi, flavor forward. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. Scott Sadenberg back here. It's a look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's continue to go down the Major League Baseball board here for Friday. So you got two day games. It's uh, first game of the doubleheader between the Phillies and the Nationals. We're going to fade you on a dome. And then this uh, other day game is Braves and Cubs from Wrigley Field. And we're going to take the team that has won 14 straight against the team that has lost 10 straight. That would be the Braves. Over the Cubs. Uh, taking a look at the night schedule, you got the Rays taking on the Orioles. Uh, Shane Bass is back off of the IL, made uh, one start against the Twins and did not go well. Two and a third uh, innings and got rocked for uh, five runs in that start. So a start to forget for him. He's hoping to bounce back here in his second start of this season and going for the Orioles is Doug Kramer to Tampa Bay minus 160 on the road total of eight and a half the Brewers take on the Reds in Cincinnati Hunter Green on the mound for the Reds going up against Eric Lauer and Milwaukee minus 115 Hunter Green has kind of found something uh, over his last couple of starts um, he threw, uh, what was it, uh, seven innings of shutout baseball against Arizona, five innings of one-run ball in his last start against Cincinnati, against um, St. Louis. I might be looking at maybe a Reds team total here, something like that, maybe backing even the Reds too, because um, Cincinnati is a the best scoring team at home this season. They average 5.97 runs per game at home this year. And I know our buddy Greg Peterson has been keeping track of this, but just looking at their last home games, let's see. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of their last, uh, so eight, that's eight and eight for eight home games. Let's see, nine. 
9 of 10, 10 of 11, 11 of 12. Keep going. 12 of 13, 13 of 14. Wow. 14 of 15. So just 14 of their last 15 home games, they've scored at least four runs. And I'm sure I think it's like 21 of 22 or something like that if I keep going back and counting. But, uh, yeah, they average 5.97 runs per game at home this season. So maybe taking a look at a Reds team total against uh, Eric Lauer and the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, Lauer this season has not faced the Reds um, last time out, gave up eight runs to the Washington Nationals. So, yeah, probably look at a Reds team total in this game. Uh, let's see. You got game two, Phillies and Nationals. It's going to be Ranger Suarez, Paolo Espino, the pitching matchup there, and we'll see what the lineups are going to be for that. Uh, Giants take on the Pirates in Pittsburgh. San Francisco is minus 210 in this game. Carlos Rodon is on the hill for the Giants against Zach Thompson for Pittsburgh. And uh, Rodon's a guy who his win-loss record, his ERA doesn't look that great, but still capable of of dominating a start. Last time out against the Dodgers, six shutout innings. And he's a guy that is still, you know, up, up in terms of the National League Cy Young, one of the popular picks, uh, even though he has faltered, uh, had a little slip up during his season. Yankees-Blue Jays, a series that we talked about earlier. Jordan Montgomery against Ross Stripling. There's no line out on this game just yet. Uh, I like what Stripling has brought to the rotation for the Blue Jays. So it, I know it's very hard to fade the Yankees, but uh, could be taking a look at maybe some plus money here with the Blue Jays over the weekend, especially coming up on Saturday with Alec Manoa on the hill. Uh, very curious to see what that spread is going to be. The Marlins take on the Mets. No pitching, no pitcher announced yet for the Marlins. Carlos Carrasco will get the start for the Mets. Uh, Cardinals take on the Red Sox. Adam Wainwright against a former Cardinal in Michael Waka. Should be a fun matchup. Boston minus 115 in this one with a total of nine and a half. The Rangers take on the Tigers. Uh, John Gray against Tariq Skubal. Detroit is minus 115. Can Detroit uh, get a win after letting one slip away here on Thursday? Tigers had a one nothing lead going into the top of the ninth inning. The Rangers scored three runs in the top of the ninth inning. Spoiled uh, a great pitching effort from uh, Bo Brisky in this one. So maybe Tariq Skubal gets the Tigers the win here against the Rangers. White Sox take on the Astros, the first of the Apple TV double headers, and people have been talking. The Apple TV games, lots of runs being scored. This is a low total. Framber Valdez, this is why it's a low total. Framber Valdez against Lucas Giolito. Total is seven and a half. I feel like the overs to play. Giolito in his last time out against the Rangers gave up four runs on six hits. Uh, two starts before that against Toronto was tagged for six runs on eight hits. Valdez, meanwhile, it has been one of the top pitchers here in the American League. I don't know how much he's going to give up, but he does have the tendency to give up some runs. He's good to, like, give up, you know, two runs or so. So let's say he gives up two you know, look at Gilito giving up four, that's six. Maybe the bullpen 
uh, gets involved and gives up some runs. I think over seven and a half is probably a play here between the White Sox and the Astros. How about the Red Hot Padres taking on the Rockies in Colorado? Mackenzie Gore against Kyle Freeland. San Diego is minus 160. Uh, they have been in really good form as of late. You're looking at the Padres, who are actually in first place now in the National League West ahead of the Dodgers. They have won four straight, but eight wins in their last two games. Uh, total for the Padres and Rockies is 12. It is course Field, right? We, we, we know that. And the Padres just have been on an offensive tear as of late. Let's give a quick look at the weather because that'll tell us uh, a little something about it. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Anything in Colorado besides just being in Colorado and having the the Padres in town? Let's see. We're looking at Friday the 17th. Let's look at Colorado. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Anything of note? Ooh. At game time, 16-mile-per-hour winds blowing out to center field. And then 14-mile-per-hour winds blowing out to center field. And then the wind will shift 9 miles per hour blowing out to right field. And then 8 miles per hour, so it goes down. But hmm, could be some strong gusts at the start of the game. Maybe a first five over. But then Mackenzie Gore, I don't want to fade him. I'd rather you know fade Kyle Freeland. So I have to think about this. Maybe a Padres first five play, something like that. Uh, Royals take on the A's. It's going to be Frankie Montas going for the A's against Daniel Lynch for the Royals. No spread on this one just yet. You got the Twins and the Diamondbacks from Arizona. Madison Bumgarner against Devin Smeltzer. And Minnesota is minus 130 on the road here against the Diamondbacks. Angels take on the Mariners from Seattle. You got Robbie Ray, who has been anything but impressive this season against Michael Lorenzen from the uh, Angels. And then your nightcap is the second Apple TV game of the day, and it is the Guardians against the Dodgers. Zach Plezak for the Guardians against Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. LA minus 260, total of eight. And this is another way, you know, Apple TV overs. You'll be playing the over in this one. So definitely look to explore some of that. But really, uh, keep it locked into my Twitter page at Scotts on Air. I'll get out at the very least on the Vsin uh, subscriber page, uh, the Daily Best Bets page from hosts. I'll make sure if I have any early plays on the Phillies, Nationals, Braves, Cubs for the day games, I'll get those out before I go into handicapping the rest of the night schedule. So make sure you get those day game plays if there are any. There's definitely going to be play on the Phillies at some, you know, fading a done. I just don't know in what aspect. Is it team total? Is it going to be first five? Is it going to be run line for the game? Is it going to be just over for the game? So we'll figure out once I see the Phillies lineup for that game. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead. Oh, Tampa Bay Lightning under six, game two Stanley Cup final. Right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. This is V-CIN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare <laughs>